God's people on today's show I go from tired to inspired Start reading the Bible We up in Genesis chapter 22 That's the ram in the bush with Abraham and his son Isaac They're on the mountain of the Lord And we're going to talk about your steps being ordered by the Lord And obeying him And what happens when you do that exactly I have this great interview with Toya and Jasmine On Chase Great Enterprises Facebook page We're going to play that And you're going to be blessed And you're going to sit back, relax and enjoy the inspiration And if you don't Come on, man. You're going to do it. Now in session. Inspire God's people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher. Let me inspire you. God's people, I see you. Let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Because the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite because you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. God be looking out for me, y'all, and I appreciate it. So, y'all know we've done a lot of shows about keeping your word and the importance of that in business. And that was tested for me today a little bit because I had committed to something um, a few months ago, right? And you know, it's kind of why I struggle to commit to things like too far in advance because, you know, in my corporate role, you know, I'm a senior manager, I'm a leader, I have a team. And there's a lot of, you know, business negotiations and deals and partnership developments that I'm a part of, you know, that I have to kind of lead my team. You know, we cover the country and, you know, we're typically a part of like really large deals. So um, there's a lot of work attached to that. And sometimes I can get busy out of nowhere. It's all based on what, you know, what partners are, are coming up at what time. And, and sometimes that stuff, you, there's no way for me to know what I'm doing two days from now, really. Right. Which is also why I love what I do, because I'm a person that likes to be on the move. I like the unpredictable type lifestyle. I don't like to be mundane. Right. But it is challenging at times. Long story short, though, I committed uh, to do an interview today with Toya and Chase Great. And I'm, I was struggling because I'm working on this presentation for tomorrow, pretty big presentation. And it's just frustrating. I'm still working right now, by the way. Like, I'm not done working for today. And just to give you some context, it is about, let's see, it's 11 p.m. I've probably been up since 6, 6 a.m. It's 11 p.m. And I think I work up at 5.30 today. But 11 p.m., the show... Uh, airs at uh, midnight. So here I am recording this show an hour before it's ready. Still have some work to do tonight after this. Um, and had to take a break from work at eight o'clock to uh, do this interview. That was a video interview that aired on Facebook uh, for Toya and Chase Great for this conference uh, that I'm speaking at in May. Right. But I kept my word by the grace of God. Um, I, I had always planned to keep my word. It was just you know how you start doubting, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to just do what I said I was going to do because I gave my word. And it's Toya. You know what I'm saying? That's my people. That's relationship. You don't want to mess up relationship, um, especially when she has does great business and has had everything planned out and done everything that she was supposed to do. It's just that I didn't foresee being this busy. But let me show you how good God is. <laughs> 
Let me show you who I am. God is good, y'all. In the midst of being all busy, I'm like, bruh, I was, I, I wanted to do the whole, the inspiration breakdown today, the foundational show, and just every day has been crazy. And so I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do a podcast tonight. I don't, literally, y'all don't get it. I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen. You ever have a situation where you can't see it? Where it's like, you know something need to be done, and you're like, nah, bro, I can't see it, right? And that's how this life is sometimes. It reminded me, and I got to do this really quickly um, before I air this interview, because here's what happened. When the interview started, I'm talking two minutes into the interview. I'm like, wait a minute. Let, wait a minute. We doing this interview. Why, why can't, like, this is, this is valuable content for my podcast. Why wouldn't I be able to share this with my listeners, right? And my audience. I'm texting Toya like, yo, can you? <laughs> I know this is a video, but can you, can you share the audio with me after this? Because this is, like, really, this, like, this could be the show. Because this is an interview, right? And I do think it's going to be good. And it was good. Thank God. And she was like, sure. So, for me, not only was I able to keep my word, but I also was able to get content for today because I didn't want to not release a show because I've been so busy. And so I was able to utilize that time that I that I spent, you know, um, interviewing with with Toya and, and uh, Jasmine, and I was able to utilize that and leverage it for today. And it's like valuable information. So for me, I'm like, I got done with that, and I'm like, yo, this this was a ram in the bush. This was literally like me doing what God told me to do. Me just walking forward. And trusting. And, and here's what happened, y'all. Sometimes we stop moving forward because we lack trust. And God is like, yo, if you just go where I told you to go and do what I told you to do, the rest of the puzzle will complete itself when you get there. And the issue with us is we want to see the finished puzzle before we start our journey. Go to any store and look at the puzzles in the, in the, in the say, I don't even know. I, ne- I don't know. I haven't bought a puzzle in so long. But if you go to the section where they sell puzzles, here's what I know. Look at the box. In order to get you to buy the puzzle, they show you a picture of what it looks like finished. Because that's how we are as human beings. None of us really want to buy a puzzle that we don't know what the finished picture look like. So we go in the store and they paint the picture and we like, okay, I think I like this puzzle. Because I know what it's supposed to look like. And the problem sometimes we have with trusting God and having faith is that if we can't see for sure, like, hold on, God, this don't look like it's going to work. I can't see how I'm going to do an interview with Toya and then still, you know, put out my content for Inspire God's People, which is a very high priority in my life, right? Doing this show every week is very important to me and bringing value and content to you guys. That's like, Top of the list for me. Also, I love my job. I like what I do. I enjoy it. It's just a busy week. This happens sometimes. 
It's not like I'm not necessarily this busy every single day, but I am busy. But I'm like, long story short, I'm like, I got to work this out. Did it, and it worked out, y'all. And now I just want to share, right? I know I sound hype. I probably sound hype because I'm so tired I'm hype, if that makes sense. Because I still got to work on this presentation, um, which is a whole other story that I'm not going to complain about publicly with you guys. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of like building out PowerPoint decks. I just think it's like it reminds me of like sweeping the floor when I used to work at McDonald's. It's like, oh, we don't have customers. Go sweep the floor. It's like I feel like in corporate America, the higher up you get, it's like, hey, guys, um, we don't have nothing to do, even though we do. Uh, have a lot to do but instead of doing that let's sweep the floor let's build a deck and then present internally a whole bunch of stuff and it's like ah oh, you know what i'd rather be talking to customers and partners and clients anyway love you guys if you're listening so i, I do want to do this real quick y'all i just want to go to the word real quick can i do that is that cool like i know it's late do y'all like the bible all right so i'm gonna make a deal with y'all I won't play a song today, okay? You know, I like to play a song, you know, listen to my music, you know? Thank y'all for listening, by the way. Everybody who's listening to J. Will Music on Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Music, I appreciate you. Again, that's J-W-I-L Music. It's all one word. J. Will Music, some of the um, best Christian rap in the world. Yeah. I had an episode where I was, yeah, where I was like emphasizing that. So you got to go back and listen to all our episodes. Start at episode one if you're a new listener. I appreciate you. Um, also, email me, Music at gmail.com, and let me know what you think of the show. And please, please leave ratings on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. All right, so peep this, y'all. Now that I got that out the way, you know, the show ain't really right without a commercial. You know what I'm saying? My commercials is just me kicking it with y'all. I don't, you know, I mean, it's what I do. Might throw some music behind it or something every now and then. But this, listen, we just people, we just talking. Work with me, people. I'm running on fumes right now. Come on, work with me. All right, so peep this. Genesis chapter 22. I got to read this, y'all. Yo, 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 I got to read this, y'all. Hey, 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 I got to. All right, Genesis chapter 22. Let's just check out what it says. I'm reading from the NLT, New Living Translation. Uh, Let's start it. No, go ahead and start at verse one. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Verse two. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. All right, let's pause real quick. What I'm seeing right here automatically is God is asking Abraham to trust him. This is where I picked that up from, because he said, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains. Then he said, which I will show you, which tells me he ain't showed him yet. You ain't hit Abraham with the whole puzzle yet, bruh. You just want him. 
wait a minute, you telling me to go do something with my son and you want me just to trust you? Man, God, okay, all right, all right. Let's see what the word, let's see what the word is gonna say to us, right? We have to digest the word. Can't try to make the word say what you want it to say. You have to listen to what it's saying, okay? Where are we at? Verse three. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. All right, cool. So he going to this place, you know, the land of Moriah, right? He has his burnt offering. He has a son. He takes his servants. He got his donkey. He got everything he need. And you know what I like? He got up early. Look, some of us want to sleep in all day. We want to wait. You know, it's a lot of scriptures and Proverbs about sleeping in. There's one that's like you turning in the bed like a doorknob. The Bible be having some of the coldest rap bars ever if you really, really pay attention. But he got up early to do. So, like, Abraham just didn't do what God told him to do. He got up bright and early to do it. How many of y'all are like me in a situation like that? I might need just a little more time to think about it. Can I do it at 2 p.m., God? Can we go at 4.30? (laughs) What you doing after work at 5? (laughs) I would have been you want my son, the one I love, God? Hold on, what you, matter of fact, what you doing tomorrow? Y'all know how we just keep putting something off to tomorrow because we don't want to do it. Y'all know that. Y'all know what y'all talking about. All right, let's keep going. Verse 4. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Verse 5, stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. I love this. This is where, to me, Abraham first truly exercises another level of faith. Now, he exercises faith just by getting up early, preparing, and going, right? That that might have been considered the easiest part of his journey. But here he has so much faith that he tells his servants, I will travel a little farther with the boy. We will worship there, right? So this means that since he know that God sent him here, he's already planning to worship God in that place. But then he says, and then we will come right back. We, not I. So Abraham was already having faith that, all right, I'm going here. I I don't have the complete puzzle but I'm going to worship God, and I know my son coming back with me. I always found that interesting um, when I heard that. I actually heard that preached before. I think my father preached that before. He's the first person I, I heard um, kind of make that point, and it always stood out to me. Verse 6. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked on together. Verse 7. I love this, y'all. This is where it get real interesting. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Hold on. (laughs) Isaac, I'm with you, bro. He like, we got the fire. (laughs) We got the wood. But where is the sheep? Like, man, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, hold on. Like, it just ain't adding up. Like, hold on, I got, you got the fire. I, I see that. Okay, we see that. I see the wood. <laughs> like, but but based on my experience, usually there's a sheep involved equation, and I don't see the sheep. Isaac is saying, yo, I don't see the finished puzzle. 
I see a couple pieces, but I don't see how this thing is finishing off, all right? All right, verse 8. Let's keep it moving. This is Abraham's response. God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. Verse 9. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Verse 10. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. 11. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, I am here. Here I am. Verse 12. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. And then, verse 13, Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Verse 14, Abraham named that place Yahweh Yirah, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. All right, that was a lot, a lot to consider. So let's think about this. Abraham went where God told him to go. And he didn't understand all of the steps that were going to be involved, but he knew he had to trust God. And Let's say if he would have stopped at the tip of the mountain when, when the puzzle wasn't make sense. Let's say he would have stopped at the fire or the wood when the puzzle wasn't making sense. Like, do you understand that when we obey God, a lot of times we stop too early? When we disobey God, I'm sorry, we stop too early. And it's like, there are things in my life that I'm like, ooh, all right, can I be real with y'all? I, I can't see it. I just can't see it. Like, it don't, if I'm being honest, it's like, mm, mm, don't make sense to me. But I'm going to keep trusting you, though, because I'm trusting you by faith and believing that at some point it's going to be a ram. Like, that, look, listen, y'all, I just want, listen, I need y'all to understand and believe God, like, in this season right now, it's going to be a ram. Like, it, like you just got to tell yourself, like, why am I not giving up? Why am I tired and I'm, I'm keeping, like, I'm, I'm not quitting. I'm tired, but I'm not quitting. Why is it that I've been, you know, you've been trusting God for, for 10 years for something, and it's like, mm, still ain't happened, but uh, it's going to be a ram. That's what it is. It's going to be a ram. And I think we have to get to the point in our life, and this is why I believe in the process so much, y'all. I believe that Abraham was operating in a process. The process was faith. He was just knowing, like, look, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Order my steps in your word, right? I'm mixing, I'm remixing stuff, all that. All right, order my steps. That means if I need you to order my step and I'm walking by faith, I'm really only walking where you told me to go in the first place. That's the part I think we forget. We think walking by faith means I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to walk where I want to go and hope that you work it out. 
No, walking by faith is all about walking where God is ordering your steps to go. And if you're doing that, you can have faith and trust and believe that as you're walking, he's going to unlock new elements along the way. And if you quit too early, you won't see the ram. But the reason you got to keep walking is because you got to tell yourself it's going to be a ram. That's what it's all about, y'all. That's what this journey is all about. It's about faith and believing God. Like, it's going to be a ram. If you don't like your job and you got to go look for other jobs and you're like, I don't think I'm going to find nothing. Like, don't quit too early because it's going to be a ram. And a matter of fact, we need to start telling people. We need to start telling people who come to us for advice, who come to us doubting, who come to us down and out. You need to just pat them on their back, give them a hug, put your hand on their shoulder and say, it's going to be a ram. Like, I need you to keep going because it's going to be a ram. Man, do y'all know how many times God has blessed us on the last second shot? Like the buzzer beater and we in March Madness right now. Like we in March Madness. I've been too, too busy to even watch the games, but I know it's been some buzzer beaters. It happens every time March Madness NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, five. Four, three, two, and woo! They hit the shot and the team go crazy. What if they would have gave up five seconds earlier? Some of us give up five seconds too early because we don't believe that it's going to be a ram. You got to start believing in your heart. You got to start believing in your soul, believing in the word and trusting God that if God, the, the, look, the key to this is God told him to go. Now, if God didn't tell you to go there, Jermaine, that's a whole different story, bro. You ever been somewhere God didn't tell you to go? God told me to go to Nineveh. Uh, I replied back, no, no, never. Hey, I'm on my way to Tarshish. Uh, yeah, then I started drowning. When my eyes opened, woo! Listen to what I'm saying. God tells us to go to Nineveh. We go the opposite direction to Tarshish. And then we like, yo, what's, this ain't work out, God, this your fault. God, like, I didn't order those steps. No, that's, uh-uh, I told you to go to Nineveh. The ordered steps are in Nineveh. And what you got to understand is the ram is in Nineveh. The thing that's going to get you, whew, the thing that's going to save you, the thing that's going to allow you to do what God told you to do and please him, the thing that's going to be a manifestation of your faith, it's in Nineveh. It's in the place where God told you to go. It's on the mountain of the Lord. The problem with people like me and you is we, we want the blessing. We want the ram, but we want the ram to be where we at. It's like, yo, can you, hey, rams can walk, right? So like, how about you just take that? See, we miss the principle. What am I saying today, y'all? Don't miss the principle. The key is to go where God told you to go. Now, if you're being disobedient, the ram ain't going to be over there. But if you following God by faith and you trusting and believing and you give over to him. And look, I'm not saying, look, maybe you've been disobedient in the past. The most beautiful thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that you can accept him today. You don't have to like harp on the fact of what you did and what you didn't do in the past. Like, just know that today. If you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you will be saved and there will be a ram. 
And that is what it's all about. It's going to be. I need you to say it. Whatever you're doing right now, come on, rock with me, people. Whatever you're doing, I don't care where you, you could be at work. Just whisper. It's going to be a ram. If you in the car by yourself, holler it out. It's going to be a ram. Yeah. It's going to be a ram, y'all. And so because it's a ram, you don't even have to give up what you thought you were going to have to give up. God blesses you anyway. Because he blesses your obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. You get what I'm saying? And really the context of that is a little different than what's happening here. But I believe that it might be somewhat of an entendre. I never even really made the connection between the two scriptures that obedience is better than sacrifice, right? That scripture is really just saying it's better to do what God told you to do anyway than to have to make a sacrifice of repentance, right? So that's what it means. Obedience is better than sacrifice. But I think it's an entendre, at least in this uh, situation, uh, metaphorically, and just thinking about it. Like I said, I never really thought of it that way. But look, man, at the end of the day, I need you to understand. Look at somebody. Come on, look at yourself in the mirror. It's going to be a ram. See, some of y'all scared to say it, and that's the problem. Like, some of y'all scared. You got to loosen up. If you're going to have faith, if you're going to walk this walk, you got to. It's going to be a ram, y'all. Just say it. It's going to be a ram, yeah. I don't care if you can sing or not. Just say it's going to be a ram. Okay. You know what? I think now's a perfect time to let y'all enjoy this interview uh, that I had with Chase Great um, in preparation for their shift conference that I'm a part of. Um, yeah, you get to hear me being interviewed, which is like, uh, I'm like more the interviewer than the interviewee. But hopefully you enjoy some of the nuggets and the gems that were dropped. I definitely enjoyed myself talking to Toya and Jasmine, um, and I appreciate them for having me on their platform. And check them out and show them some love as well. Show Toya's uh, conference some love. It's going to be a great time. But you're going to hear all about that in this interview. So, yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Let me interview you. Here's what we going to do. You going to talk to me, and I'm going to talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we going to be talking purpose. Yeah, we can just sit here and talk. Because that's just but we're not because we have a very important person on the line and he didn't already say it. Your time is ticking. So you need to come on because I got other stuff to do. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and bring up our, uh, our shift your ministry facilitator, Jay will. And then I'm going to go ahead and just let our concierge do what she do. Cause y'all know me. Y'all know. Hey, right. We know, we know you. So we Listen, know you. I'm just going to sit back here and sit my teeth. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna sit back and sit my <laughs> Well, hello, hello. How are you? What's up? What's up, man? I'm good. How y'all feeling? I see y'all having a good time already tonight. Always, always. So we just hope that you, because I think that somebody had. Ah! He came through with the penny too. Fire guys, people. We do the. You know, it's y'all play too much. We having a mug war. Let me see what's <laughs> on my did, desk. Did y'all just see that? You can't you can't play with me. But my mine ain't coming in the VIP package. So so it's the six figure one all day long. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So listen, for for the people who may not know who you are, I know Toya gave an amazing introduction. Uh, for the but for the people who don't know who you are, can you just tell us more about you and what you do? Yeah, man, my name is Jay Will. Um I am a 
um, I guess you could say a hybrid entrepreneur. Um, I still work a corporate job. So um, I'm more of an entrepreneur, if you will. Um, so I enjoy working my corporate job and for a Fortune 50 company. Uh, but today I'm speaking on behalf of myself and uh, my business, Inspire Guys People, which is uh, really kind of started as a podcast, but growing as a brand in general. Um, I also dabble into Christian music um, and some other things, but really my passion now is Inspire Guys People and all things related to that brand. And really inspiring guys people is my purpose in general. So I like to tell people that whatever I'm doing, I'm inspiring guys people, or at least that's the goal. That's awesome. So how did you get started with, with that? Man, so, um, you know, for me, a lot of times things are just kind of organically over time uh, progressing. I, I believe in the process. So I'm one of those people that does not believe um, in like a get rich quick or overnight type of situation. Um, so it really like, you know, kind of snowballed from at one point when I had Bellwether Fashion, I was doing a fashion thing and wanted to kind of take a break. And then God um, ended up giving me this idea for Christian lifestyle brand, which is kind of still a thing in my mind. Um, but I really started going from like fashion to really focusing on wanting to help other people. Um, and one day it just popped in my mind, Inspire Guys People did it as a as an album. Um, I have an um, album, uh, some Apple Music and all those things that you can listen to. Um, and then the more and more I got into it, I really found out that my purpose was, was to inspire guys, people. So I used to struggle with the fact that people always wanted to copy me. Um, I'm a person that loves my individuality and love being creative and unique. And um, it was frustrating throughout my life because every time I go down a path and start doing something, um, people will kind of latch on to me. And then I'll be like, man, like, it seemed like you want to do what I'm doing. Right. And the Lord really dealt with me and helped me to understand um, the gift in that is that, you know, I am, you know, he blessed me to be a guy. So it's like Mr. Miyagi and Danielson, like Daniel wants to learn karate. He's going to go to Mr. Miyagi. And so I have to be comfortable with the fact that um, people are not copying me to copy me. It's that they are inspired by me. And the Lord showed me that I was a catalyst. So um, really from there, I just started embracing it. And that's really kind of over the course of a few years, it progressed. And, and the last two and a half years, I've been really embracing the fact that that's really my purpose. That's awesome. You said Mr. Miyagi, I'm over here like wax on, wax See? off. Don't get me so started. You, okay, we don't have to because story, like I'm a, I'm going to be good tonight. I promise because one thing I learned is that um, I don't want to give too much away of what's to come. I want them to be able to come in and get some things from you that they can't get in this live. So I'm going to be good tonight. I yeah. promise myself. You know what? The the well ain't gonna run dry, so we good. It's, well, come it, on we, in. We, Listen, let me tell you. Let me throw in a quick disclaimer, real quick. I need. I, I don't know how. Demetrius and Jay Will ended up on the timeline consecutively, but this should have been broken up because when you have two men who are extremely confident about who they are, what they do, you know, we're gonna meet more confident than I am. You think so? No, yeah. I don't. I don't know about that one. But listen, I love it. I kind of want to rewind just, just, just a little bit when you talk about people. And we've had this conversation before. Um, I'm just so honored. Uh, Jay will always, you know, invites me onto his podcast, and we just get a chance to just kick it and talk about business. Um, but one of the things that I, I admired about what you just said is how you ha God had to do some work in you, right? You said that you know you felt like people were everyone was trying to copy you. 
And you was like, nope, God had to handle me with that. And I think that especially in the coaching industry, this is a big deal because we're all coaches. We're all trying to do something and move forward and implement our own, you know, gift and, and special abilities. And we're always looking and saying, but man, they're doing something like me or they're trying to be like me and knowing how to check yourself because listen, we are all here to inspire God's people. And so to know that instead of looking at this as, as through a negative way, you were able to shift your perspective and say, you know what, but I am here to inspire God, inspire God's people. So even with my ideas, if that inspired you, I've done my assignment and I've done what I was supposed to do. So I, I appreciate that because that's something that we need to hear in this industry. We're not here to compete. We're not here to combat. We're here to inspire one another. So if you want to grow, you need to latch onto someone who's doing something that you desire to do versus looking at it as they're doing what I am doing. Yeah. And what, you know what, what looks like a threat oftentimes is really a blessing. And that's the thing, like we can live our life on defense and, and kind of like how I just jokingly said, the well doesn't run dry. I think a lot of times we can kind of walk in our gifts and our purpose like someone else could take what God naturally called you to do. And, and they really can't like, you know, they, they can't be you. So there are people who will come along in life and try to copy maybe with the negative intent. But if you're doing what God called you to do, like how many times has LeBron James dribbled a basketball? You can't even count the number of times that he's dribbled a basketball. So you don't, he doesn't have to walk down the court and be afraid to dribble. Cause it's like, oh man, everybody dribbling. It's like, no, you got to do what God called you to do and understand that if you inspire and spark some things along the way, um, it really is a blessing because people, um, good people with good character always remember the people who helped them along the way. And some of us can't even build a real network because we're too afraid to help somebody. And, but a, a lot of times it's through the help that later on in life, you might find yourself needing something. And what if you inspired a coach who went on to be seven figures and then five years later, you find yourself in a tough spot? Who do you think you could call on that coach that helped you? You think they're going to answer your call and want to help you out? Most definitely. So we have to stop looking at each other as threats and realize that at the end of the day, God has gifted, gifted us individually with things that no man can take away from us. And that's awesome. I, I'm just like, well, I have my pen tonight, so I like to write mm -hmm. down nuggets and jewels. Like, you know, I write down little, little nuggets. So I appreciate all the nuggets. So mm -hmm. what has understanding, and I know Toya kind of hit this a little bit earlier, understanding like business and ministry, what has been the biggest struggle in your business um, so far? Man, you know, what? I tell people it's a, it's a sign here in the wall in my studio that says success is built on failure. So for me, I'm not a person that's shy about the fact that I've really failed my way to success. But the reason I've been able to fail my way to success is because I'm not afraid to fail. So sometimes we can we can kind of hold ourselves up because we want to be right every time. So for me to be specific, some of the struggles have been, um, again, like I said, you know, feeling maybe afraid to go all out because people are always watching and you're like, you're trying to like do something. Let's say you have this innovative idea and you like, well, I don't want to jump out there and do it because then everybody's going to do it. When I had a fashion brand, I could tell you um, it was a really tough time because I was stepping out and I was a part of garment organizations. I was going out and studying 
um, really like materials and fabrics and taking fashion classes after work. I was really serious about it. And then people would call me and they want to just jump on. So a lot of times the struggle was like, man, I've done all this work and people want to just latch on to me and try to get the benefit without putting in the work. But again, that was all part of me understanding the purpose for the work because the guy knows more than the student. And that's why you can be a guy. And so I started understanding the benefits of being a guy and being an expert is that people will always need to come to you for something. Um, That's just one of the issues. I would say definitely like a lot of people struggling with the fact that if you're trying to do something the right way, it doesn't seem to go viral, let's call it. Right. So if you're you know, when I think about my podcast, it's not a gossip show. We don't talk about trending topics. It really is a show um, to balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. And so a person that's going to listen has to be a person that's really serious about self-development and growth. And some of the struggles is like you look around the world and you see a podcast with 30,000 views, a million views or listens. And all they talking about is Kanye West and Kim Kardashian divorced and this, this and this. And for me, I'm like, man, I don't like that doesn't make me any money. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. like, get me anywhere to talk about them. So those are some of the constant struggles, right? You know, where you're like trying to be focused on what God called you to do. Um, but God has blessed me to be able to find um, success along the way in the midst of the failures that kind of like encourage me that I'm on the right path. Like, okay, you're doing the right thing. Everybody might not see everything, but God is doing it. So um, I think that just to say, touch on that, that's the last thing I'll say on that. I had to shift my mind from like understanding what real success was versus superficial success. So a lot of people are like so caught up these days in looking like successful. And it's like you could try so hard to look successful that you're really not successful. And, you know, I started paying attention to people I knew who were wealthy and really successful in my life. And I'm like, dang, she got 60 followers on Facebook. She got 100 followers on Instagram. Is she a millionaire? Like, that sounds good to me. I would I'd rather go that route. So those are some of the, the things I think we all struggle with with our businesses, especially when we believers. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I just keep hearing you talk about failure. And I just I guess I'm a person who doesn't believe that failure is. I don't think failure is final. Failure isn't final. I think there's an, it's an no. opportunity. It's like a moment that says, OK, I, this is I had a shortcoming. It's about you not making failure final for yourself. It's like, OK, hey, this happened. I have a model that says, so what now what? So what it happened. But now what do I do? How do I use this moment to catapult me to where I'm trying to go next? Or, you know, what's next for me? Because this isn't it. I can't sit in this moment. Kind of uh, talk makes me think about, you know, when Meech was talking about, you know, your mindset preparing you for the moment, that moment where it feels like it's failure is literally preparing you for the greater. So I I, I hear that failure piece of it, but I just, I, I can't hear that failure is ever final. It's never final. It's like a moment, but you got to keep moving. So I respect that. No, I agree. I mean, to me, failure is just part of the process. It's like, you can't be afraid of it. And the other thing too, is like, you know, when you start from nothing, it's like, I've been there before. So <laughs> not really that scary you know not i don't want to go back but i mean it's not like you know when you've experienced something for yourself i think that's another important thing and when i talk about the process and not being afraid to fail in real success versus superficial success superficial success is like winning the lottery like mm-hmm. you look successful you act successful you got money you could dress it's not real success because you can't 
you can't put it in a book and tell me what you did to get it. You can't give me any principles. When you have those principles, then failure is just part of the process. And you understand that like, oh yeah, like I know how to get around that. So even if it happens, um, I could, you know, I could recover from it. Absolutely. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I like that because one of the things that, you know, I, I push is, you know, failure is falling and not getting back up. So the moment that you fall in business, the moment that you fall, you know, in your career or whatever it is that you're pursuing, if you lay there, then absolutely you're a failure. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely. Hands down. But the moment that you get back up, you know, that's when you're able to now turn that failure failure into success. And to your point of social media, that just hit the nail on the head because I think that, you know, we where the the industry and the world that we're in, social media, man, is so loud. And so if you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, I'm talking about there's so many people just yelling for your attention in some kind of way. And what I want to encourage you to do is to stay focused on the message. Stay focused on your, on the assignment. As Jay just said, listen, there are people out here making millions of dollars who post, who Instagram looks terrible, yeah. <laughs> you know, or who don't have a lot of followers. And, you know, I had to pull myself out of that. You know, listen, Latoya, we're here to provide a service. I'm not here. And we talk about, you know, popularity over profit all day, popularity over purpose. Which one are you going to commit to? Are you going to commit to being popular or are you going to commit to fulfilling purpose? I've decided to commit to fulfilling purpose. So if that means that I only get three likes a day, then I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, purpose brings profit. And so if that's where I need to sit so that I can be the example to other coaches and say, hey, you don't need 5 million people to make $5 million, then I'll be the example. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I'll take that too. I definitely will take the purpose because uh, I don't even necessarily need the popularity. I'm all right with that because I can go on vacation and you don't even got to know where I'm at. I'm all right. <laughs> so um, so what is your go-to scripture in your business? What's your, your go-to? You know what? Um, that question is a tough question for me because it's really all of them. That's like, when, like it's really all of them. But, you know, for me, it depends on the season. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures ever, you know, is uh, Ecclesiastes 1 and 18 um, that says, with much wisdom comes much grief. And so um, sometimes, you know, I think when I think about wisdom, for me, that is really the foundation for success. You know, Solomon um, King Solomon, you know, in the Bible could have asked for anything. He asked for wisdom. And, you know, um, that really was a foundation to me of the success um, that God had for him and being the wisest man right um, in the Bible. But when you think about with wisdom comes much grief, what that helps me with is to understand that things always come in balance. So like some people chase success because they think success is going to make their life easier. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, so, you know, we joked about like my time today, for instance, it's like, okay, well, today I'm up at, you know, 530 in the morning, you know, I'm, you know, getting things ready by 630 and, you know, really been working all day, have to fit in time to eat. And, 
you know, I still got work to do tonight and I got to record a podcast. And when I think about all that, that's what success looks like for me. So the balance of that is like with success comes much responsibility and a lot of tough days and things. Right. Every day isn't like this for me, not every single day, but I'm in a super busy season. And so that scripture of much wisdom bringing much grief, somebody could ask, like, why would wisdom bring grief? Like wisdom is a good thing. The reason it brings grief is because imagine you're in a room with 10 people and there's a meteor about to hit Earth in 10 minutes and you're the only one that knows it. Like so you will be the only one in that room grieving because everyone else in their ignorance doesn't understand what's really happening. And so when I talk about something like success and understanding what real success looks like, sometimes, honestly, I'm grieved because there are so many people around me that I want to help. And like I said, wanting to inspire God's people and give them principles, whether they be corporate or entrepreneurial, um, that I've learned, that I've applied in my life, and I know they work. But watching them want to sit up and watch a TikTok uh, video of people dancing all day, it could grieve me sometimes because I'm like, yo, you watching them dance all day and you broke. Like you watching them dance all day and you're not living in your purpose that God created you for. That grieves me. So, yeah, that's a scripture that I um, often go to. And and not to make it sound, it's not a negative scripture for me. It's a a reminder of when I'm grieved that sometimes that grief is coming because I know. And it's like, all right, you can shake it off. You just have to balance the fact that God has blessed you to know. Yeah, I, um, I, I was having a conversation recently with somebody about their fear of success or the fear of failure. And I was saying it was because of the amount of work that they know that comes with that, because it's so much easier when, you know, for some people, when you're especially when you're doing entrepreneurship or you're launching your business or like you say, like with yourself, like you're working a nine to five and still working, you know, your other avenues. It's like I know the work that's going to be required of me. And so sometimes people don't launch and they don't start before because they have that fear of the amount of work it's going to take. Not that I know I'm not going to be successful, but do I have the ability to put that much time into it or am I okay with that? Which I tell people, hey, you got to start hiring opportunities. You know, you can't do it all. Bring somebody else in to help you employ your opportunities and get some of your time back. But just understand that it's still yours to carry and that you have to carry the responsibility for it to be successful. So that's major. And I actually love that scripture, that scripture in knowing because, you know, you know, you know what it takes. You know what's coming. You know, you know what's going to happen. So there's a little bit of grief in knowing. Yeah. All right. So that listen, I feel like I just like you were just preaching and teaching the word. Well, come on in. All right. So, um, okay. So I think you are giving us so much. I feel like I'm literally sitting in service. Like, okay, this man is just dropping nuggets and truth. Listen, so. I want to ask you, what can the attendees expect from your segment? But I think we're just getting so much word and wisdom. But you can still tell me, what can they expect from your your segment at um, during the, the conference? Yeah, you know what? It's um, some things are still brewing. Um, it's, I'm a very organic person, uh, which could be a gift and a curse because you know, when something is a couple of months away from me, I know a direction. I could tell you that anytime that I'm speaking, just like um, tonight is going to be rooted in purpose, like it's being rooted. Everything I do is to inspire God's people. And I'll say this, like one of the things I had to learn along the way was that, you know, you don't have to turn your purpose on and off. And sometimes like 
you know, you think about like me working in corporate America, where it's like, you know, working at a Fortune 50 organization is not like I walk through that organization. I'm like, hey, listen to my podcast or something like that. I never I, I've never told anyone that I work with. Actually, no, somebody called me um, last week, a person I've been working with probably for seven years. And they were like, man, I saw you rapping on Facebook. Somebody shared something and it was like, so you do a bunch of other stuff. And, and so that's the only time I've even told someone I have a podcast at work. And the reason I'm saying that is because I don't have to talk about my purpose for people to know my purpose. It's applied in different ways. So, um, you know, as a leader, I have a team and with my team, I'm able to apply these same principles of inspiring guys, people I care about people. Um, and so God has kind of shown me that you don't turn it on and off. And so as it relates to, you know, what people can expect, um, you know, from my session, um, you know, it's going to be to be inspired. At the end of the day, I, you know, I'm working on it, finalizing this framework that's really going to like spell it out, you know, like in like these five steps. And I know we hear a lot of five steps and steps are good, period. But I really feel like the Lord gave me something where you could clearly continue to apply it to your life. So I would say when you talk about shifting your ministry, I'm a believer in tangible information. So that's what you can expect from me um, through this session. It's not just motivation. It's not just inspiration in the sense of like, oh, man, I'm rah, rah. Um, I'm going to actually leave you with steps and things that you can actually do. And if you apply them. Um, you will literally have results. Like I, I stand by the things I talk about because they are not fake. They are not superficial and they don't promise any quick, you know, just add water. That's not what I'm about. So, yeah. you know, if you could cook, then we're going to produce something good. You know, it's like can't just add water to greens and then they be done. You got to know how to cook them. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to boil your meat. You got to <laughs> season your meat, rinse it off. You know what I'm so- wouldn't know nothing about it. I don't eat those. So I couldn't Ooh. even. So, <laughs> but look, why both of y'all was like, mm. <laughs> no, I'm not eating greens. Okay. Sorry. But look, so last year, Jay has been with Chase great for several years now. Um, I use this as an example all the time because, you know, in Jay Will's personal life, he is doing amazing things and so i used to call jay all the time like listen i need marketing support like i need you to come and help me i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. um and and this is where the whole niche marketing came from because jay will come in and we'll talk about branding we'll talk about messaging and when i tell y'all the holy spirit would just he he will sit me down and say just listen just just listen to what i'm trying to share with you so that you can not always lean on the support of someone else to help you with marketing but so that you can understand what marketing is for self and so jay has been you know coming into chase great facilitating workshops since we were in the little the small office um, on the east side of detroit so i'm excited about the content last year the 2019 um conference he was actually looking through the surveys the attendees enjoyed his workshop the most i don't even think i've told you that i probably Mm -hmm. forgot 
But yeah. yes, so through this, you know the surveys, everyone enjoyed Jay Will's segment. The way that he was able to deliver the word, but deliver principle, uh, business, it was just an amazing mixture of all things that we needed. And for those of you who are, and I like how you considered yourself a hybrid, for those of you who are still working your nine to five and building your business outside of your nine to five, you want to be here so that you can learn, how do I still maximize this? Because as he stated, you know, he has a podcast that is listened to all over the world. You know, he had an amazing um, clothing brand still while building his business and working his nine to five. So if you want that type of input, if you want those strategies, not only do we have um, Trisetta, who's going to come in and talk about shifting your time, but we're going to have Jay Will come in and teach you how to merge ministry in the marketplace, but you're going to hear it firsthand from someone who's working for a uh, Fortune 50 company. So I, I just absolutely love that. And I wanted to make sure, I, I, like I said, I don't think I shared with you before. No, I appreciate it. I know. Yeah, that they, know. they truly enjoyed your workshops and he's always brought forth amazing training. No, that's cool. I appreciate it. I just like the part where he said he's going to give you five principles that you can literally go and apply. Like it's the practical pieces for me that I'm like, okay, that works. So for those of you who are looking for, yes, Madonna, for those of you <laughs> who are, who want to come to this conference to understand, to have a takeaway, this is why you want to be there. You want to be there because there's going to be some takeaways. We talk about this working conference. Like he said, he's working on his material as we speak. We're, you're going to be able to take these things up, write those things out and then go apply. We talk about writing the vision. He's going to help you to write the vision, create the steps and then go and apply, go execute. So you do not want to miss this conference. I'm going to give you, I told you guys earlier, we have less than five VIP seats available and you don't want to miss that. You want to go to www.sixfigureshiftconference.com right now because if you go right now you can get the vip registration right now for um the facilitators discount at 997 dollars and i'm telling y'all less than five spots um toya keeps drinking out of that mug that comes in your box you don't want to miss this conference um i am super excited I'm super excited, guys. So listen, so we know that you have done, you have your podcast and we know that you uh, do, um, you work your corporate job. What do you do outside of all of that, outside of the business? What do you like to do outside of all of that? Um, Spend time with my wife, for sure. Um, My wife, Tiffany, is super dope. And uh, my family, Uh, really, other than that, I'm a pretty chill person. Um. I like fun stuff. Like, so my thing is I need amusement. We went to Top Golf um, this weekend. We went throwing uh, axes with Toya and them back in January, I think. So we like stuff like that. Take me go-karting to amusement park. Like, we need that type of fun. Um, and we love to travel, man. We haven't obviously been able to do that. Um, we haven't um, took in the, jumped the gun and did a bunch of traveling during COVID. Um, so we've been kind of chilling out, but I'm looking to looking forward to um, getting back to traveling. But really, I'm I'm kind of the same person um, most of the time in different ways, I guess. It's like it's different variations of inspiring guys, people. Um, but that's really like I actually enjoy that. I know you said something other than that, but it's really just my family outside of that. I'm a, I'm a family dude, man. But I'm, my mind is always going. So even when you say that, I'm like, dang, when am I not? For me, you got to get me out of the I'm not even going to say out of the country. You just got to get me out of the state 
at least for me to turn it off. Otherwise, I'm probably always thinking of an idea, unfortunately. I get it. That's why I travel a lot because I need to get away because if I'm yeah. constantly in my element, it's like, okay, I, I just see these gaps and these opportunities and these problems and like, oh, you need to be doing this and we should be fixing this. So I definitely get it, which is why I travel very often. And um, I'm a, I'm not ashamed to admit that I did, you know, slide on out during COVID. I couldn't take it no more. I, I couldn't take it. I had to I'm go. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad. Since I had to go to the water. I had to go <laughs> see some water. All right. What's you, what's you over there saying on mute? I, I'm, I'm not going to sing this out loud. But let me tell y'all something um, with these comments about me not eating greens, okay? Okay, pumpkins? <laughs> y'all are hilarious. You know, some certain cards may have to be revoked. I'm not going to say nothing <laughs> other than that. I'm just going right. to uh, <laughs> right. ask Jay Will if he could give us 20 seconds. You have the next 20 seconds to tell us why Christian female startup coaches should attend this conference. Well, I tell y'all, just like I talked about on my podcast last week, um, you don't want to be a car without drive. When you think about a car, you got park, reverse, neutral, drive. Those are typically what we used to see in. In park, all you could do is stand still, right? Nobody wants to live a life where all you could do is stand still. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, I got reverse. Well, in reverse, the only thing you could do is go back. Who wants to live a life where the only thing they could do is go back? And then somebody like, ah, I got you, though, Jay. But mm. I got neutral, though. In neutral, you can still move. That's true. But in neutral, you can only move when someone else pushes you. So those are not the best options in the world if you're in neutral and you got to always wait for somebody else. Like Toya said earlier, when it comes to marketing and branding, this conference is about you. You being in drive and deciding, no, I'm going to move on my own. And in order to stay in drive, you're going to need information to help you move forward. So I would say if you come here, I can say this for a fact because I've been a part of Chase Great Events to Toya's point. Um, it's not just about me. It's about the other people. I always get something uh, from these events. Um, I could vouch, obviously, for Meech, for Toya. Um, I've seen other people on the um, on the flyer and the program that I know, like Tanisha. So I know it's going to be an exciting situation. But I'm telling you, you have to bring the drive. If you are a car without drive, it ain't nothing I can tell you that's going to make you move. So I'm done. That was <laughs> it. It was that part. Wait, you said, <laughs> but I got neutral still. But somebody got to push you in neutral. Come on, somebody. Listen, that was good. So listen, let me tell y'all, that was enough for you to stop what you're doing and register right now. Because if, if this is the pre, I keep talking about this. If these are the pre-conference sessions, you can only imagine what content, what information these panelists are going to be bringing in the actual sessions. Um, because I'm definitely going to use that analogy. I'm trying to tell y'all right now, you're going to hear that again. Um, Meech has said that it's not, we could plagiarize a little bit. No, I'm plagiarizing. I'm taking that one. You got it. You um, got it. You got to go and drive. Listen, you got to bring the drive. You cannot be a car that cannot dr have drive. So that was dope. All right. So that is it for my questions. It is now Toya's time to ask her surprise question. All right. You know, so listen, each and every week, and you've been a part of the experience. Um, last year, we had an amazing experience um, during the concluding of the conference where we pour into our registrants. We pour into our attendees. Um, this, this conference is not just about shifting your business, but it's about shifting your life. It's about shifting your faith. 
And so Jay, I want you to pull out your phone, of course, give yourself some time to um, consult with the Holy Spirit, whatever works for you. But I hmm. want you to pull someone out of the comments and I want you to use this time to pour into them. Um, as I've shared before, we do this each and every year at the conference and I'll never forget, you know, when God instructed me to do this, I was so nervous because this is not something that we open you know, we, we do this often in the, in the eyes of the public, you know, you got to be called sanctified and Holy ghost field, you know, for someone to feel like they can receive um, a word from someone else. And so that's one of the highlights of the conference as well, is that it's more than just business. We try to cover every aspect of your life. So we want to give Jay will over the past several weeks, each, um, a facilitator has done this exercise and they have done amazing. So you're going to go ahead again, like I said, give yourself some time going to prayer, whatever works for you, pull someone out of the comments and um, just pour into them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can find it on my phone, but I actually don't need time, believe it or not. Um, so the, the one thing I will say for me is that, um, and this is something I live by. I talked about it a little bit um, with the fact of always being who you are. And so for me, I've learned that if I'm always inspiring God's people, if I'm always reading the word of God, that I don't have to um, try to turn it on. I don't have to turn it off because when you think about, you know, in the in the biblical days when when David needed to go fight Goliath, um, he couldn't turn it on and off. It's like there's a giant in front of you. So, you know, one of the things about me being a person that um, I believe God is called to inspire God's people. I'm talking to everybody in the comments, to all of God's people. And I'm saying this to say like this, like some people, and this is easy to say, right? There's always some people who are hesitant. Like you always like, it's it's always a reason um, to stop and to not do something. I could tell you, I wish I could say publicly exactly who the person is, but there's someone that I'm about to fire and I'm going to tell you why I'm about to fire them. I'm about to fire the person because I literally call it out before I get on the phone with them. And this is business related um, and not in my corporate role. So I don't, again, I'm speaking on behalf of myself. Um, I don't want to mix it up, but like what happens is every time I'm about to talk to this person, I always know that they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And even before I talk to him and I see the phone ringing, I tell my wife, I'm like, watch this. So one day your kids was tired. The next day you were sleepy, right? And so I'm talking to all of God's people out there who keep creating excuses and reasons not to do something. And the thing is, like, I'm going to just be real with you. Like, I'm going to get as about as raw as I've been today. I don't even really care what the feeling, like, what the reason is no more. Like, because some people, they always got a reason. And, like, you know if that's you. You know if you the person is like, dang, like, I always got a reason while I'm not doing something. It, and the reason I don't care what the reason is, is because it's always going to be a reason. Do y'all know I had every every excuse in the world not to be on here tonight? I told you, I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. I'm st I still got to build out some work for a presentation. I still have to record a podcast tonight. But I learned a long time ago that if you can't trust my word, you can't trust nothing. And some people, and it might be you, but here's the good thing. This is your opportunity to change it. 
your word ain't worth nothing. And the thing about it is nobody else don't want to tell you that your word ain't worth nothing. But I'm going to tell you today, your word ain't been worth nothing. Nobody can depend on you. They know before you call that you're not going to do what you said you was going to do. Um, I just released a song a couple weeks ago called Be Inspired. And the words to the song literally says, stop saying what you're going to do till you do what you said. So I'm talking to anybody out there, whether you a coach or not. Stop telling people what you're going to do. Some people right now like, I'm going to go to the conference. No, you're not. You said that last time. You just want to watch the Facebook Live because it's free and you're like, ah, whatever. I don't want to invest in myself. And I'm I, I'm not even trying to sell the conference in this moment. But what I'm saying is that, you know, if you the person that keeps saying you're going to do something. And my whole thing is this to everybody out there. Don't tell nobody anything else that you're going to do until you do what you already said you was going to do. And, you know, if that's you be inspired. Well, I'm gonna have to go back and check off my list the stuff that I didn't say I was gonna do that I didn't do so that I can make sure <laughs> that I'm not in that category, right? I totally understand that and I get that, and I think that that's a good word for all of us, as you stated, um, because we do some of us, and we've talked about this on the show about time and how sometimes we may overbook our time, sometimes we may just be flat out lazy or procrastinating. But understanding that your word is everything and we want to make sure that we're standing in a gap of integrity and we want to make sure that if no one else is going to believe in, in what we do, we have to believe. Well, the first step to you believing is showing up. The first step to you being confident is is moving forward and adhering to the things that you say that you're going to do. So I absolutely love that. Hey, look, look, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I promise. The thing is. People do that because they average. And I'm going to just say this. Meech hates when I say this because I call people average. But here's the thing about it. Average just mean you doing what most people do. And so some of us are so comfortable. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. Let's say if it's like, oh, Toya always late. So I'm comfortable with being late. Mm -hmm. Oh, Toya be lying and saying she on her way. So I'm comfortable because I hang around toy. You feel what I'm saying? And some of us got to let go of average. Like the reason I want to fire this person is because she's so average. She's so good that she don't want to be great. And I say it all the time. Some people like, let me just say this. Good is good, y'all. If I'm being real with you, it's like sometimes I'm like, man, you crazy. Why are you why are you doing all this? Like you good. And that's the thing. Like some people taste good. And good just becomes a reason to not be great. And that's why some people are always saying what they're going to do, because they're like, I'm good. I can lie. I can be late because I got money. I can be late because it is like, no money. It don't mean that you have integrity. So the whole point is average people. That's how they act. And it's not until you decide that I'm done with being average. Stop being so good that you don't want to be great. You have to literally decide that I'm going to be great. I'm done. Hey. No, nah, because sometimes good just ain't good enough. Like that's what it is. You're not done. It's okay though. You're gonna come back in a second. <laughs> no, because I mean I'm listening to you and I'm just like, I'm feeling like Toya, like, well, I have a long list, but I'm working on it though. But but that's an excuse. No, but I'm working on no. But no, I understand wholeheartedly what you're saying because you get you get comfortable and just doing what you're doing, you get content. 
and may not just necessarily, I know you said me don't like the average, but it, it, you are comfortable and content with where you are that you feel like this is okay. This is enough. I, I'm, I'm okay right where I'm at. And it's like, that's not where you're supposed to be though. That's not really what he has for you. That's not the desires that he, that's not the things that he wants you to have. So you got to go harder and you got to go deeper because good ain't always good enough. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, though, God didn't make us to be good enough. He didn't or to be good. I'm sorry. He didn't make us to be average. We were created in his image. Like this man came and started cutting on lights and making water and, and making animals like he just started doing all these miraculous things in six days. There's nothing average about that. So why do we think if we were created in his image, if we were created in the likeness of him? Why is it that we're okay with being average when we know that we've been given something better? But in order to be extraordinary or to be above average, it requires work. And everyone is not, re is not ready to face the work and the responsibility that comes behind being more than average. Yeah, you talking about a six-figure conference, like you want to manage six figures and like you can't manage $60. It's not like this, the whole thing. I'm for real. Like it's like some of the stuff like, and this is where I get to talking and it sound worse than like, I mean it literally though. Like, bro, like if you, if, if you haven't mastered $60, $600, $6,000, like $60,000, 80, like what you going to do with six figures that don't even make sense. And so some of us have to let go of our emotions and realize that the Bible literally says to whom much is given, much is required. So my whole thing is like, this is a conference, like people will see the six figure and think it's a conference about getting, but it's really a conference about like, what are you willing to give? Like at the end of the day, oh, if six figures, I'm sure one day Toya going to do a seven figure. And it's like, really, as the numbers go up, it's going to get harder. Even when you think about playing a video game as a kid, the next level, the next level of Candy Crush is harder than the last level. But we keep thinking in life somehow the next level means it get easier. It means, no, there's going to be more that you have to manage. But you can't get there until you master the level you at. And so many of us are just romanticizing the next level, thinking it's going to mean that life is mysteriously easier. But it's like, no, it don't work like that, bro. You got to be willing to give up some more at the end of the day. You got to give up more to get more. That's just how life works. Absolutely. I say all the time, what are you willing to sacrifice to gain everything that you've ever desired? Because getting what you desire and not sacrificing, it, it doesn't work hand in hand. The Bible says to delight yourself in him and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But to delight yourself in him, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to remove some things from your life. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to be mad. You know, if, if you have to wake up at, at six or five o'clock, three o'clock in the morning to go into prayer before you go to work or whatever the case may be. But what are you willing to sacrifice to gain everything that you've ever desired? You know so, what? Okay. Oh, go no, ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Look, and I'm about to be done, Jasmine. Don't play with me. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm just thinking about the Mr. Miyagi thing from earlier. Right. And here's the thing about Mr. Miyagi and Daniel's son in a Karate Kid movie. Like the thing is, Daniel came in to Mr. Miyagi to learn karate. Right. He wanted to learn karate. Uh, Mr. Miyagi had Daniel washing cars, waxing on, waxing off, painting the fence and doing all of this. And at some point, Daniel got frustrated with the process. 
And the reason that he got frustrated is because he didn't understand the little things that Mr. Miyagi was telling him to do. It's like, bro, you got me washing your car. You got me doing this. This was, look, pause right here. This was Mr. Miyagi showing him how to maximize the 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 sixty thousand the thirty like maximize where you at because well we have a Daniel mentality we want to come in and just like we we want to just come in and know karate off real like bro show me that like show me when y'all do that like and the problem is we start skipping the process you got to learn the little things right and this is my one of my favorite parts of the movie Daniel gets so frustrated because he's like I want you to teach me karate. And Mr. Miyagi comes and they have this interaction where Mr. Miyagi is like, you know, watch the car, wax on, wax off. And he's trying to hit him. And here's what's crazy. Daniel is now realizing I know karate. He's been teaching me the whole time. The reason that sometimes we got to take a step back and come to a conference like this and actually learn some of the steps is because we've been moving so fast. I promise you, you're going to come here and realize it's some things that you already know. We just got to show you that you know it. Some of y'all know karate because you've been washing cars and painting fences and you just haven't been able to make the connection that, oh, this is part of my gift. We're talking about shifting your ministry and all this stuff. It's like there are some skills and talents you learn just from like growing up in the hood, for instance. It's like, man, you you grow up in the hood and navigate through that. You pretty much Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. Like you just don't know. Like you a secret agent, bro. You made it through the hood, through gangs, like you didn't get robbed, like you ain't get jumped, like, and you like, yes, you are a secret agent. So there's some things you know, some skills you have, and sometimes somebody got to bring them out of you. And that's exactly why this is a working conference. This is not one of them conferences that you're going to sit down because we're going to show you, just like what you just said, how there are some things that you already know. You just got to learn how to put it together and follow steps and i knew you weren't done I, it's okay you have to tell me i knew when we started talking you weren't gonna be done but no um I, and i need you to interrupt as often as you feel led to interrupt but um but that's what what it's about that's why we're doing it the way that's why toy is setting this up to be a working conference so that you can actually learn how to take what you already know take the things that, that we're going to be show, telling you that you may not know and then you're going to be able to go put the work in and learn how to karate i can't do the tutorial i can't i can't do all that but you're going to learn how to do that because you've been waxing on and waxing off and then you've been painting that fence with that right motion so we're going to show you how to take those strokes that you've been doing and then using them and apply them that's what we're going to show you how to do i've, I've had a great time tonight and I got to get back to a whole bunch of work that I'm dreading, but it's going to get done. It's going to get done. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Now share with a friend so they can be inspired. Hello, 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 hello.